You're listening to the 134th edition of the Bitochen Podcast. I'd like to just read you one small thing that was actually still connected to the Pasuk that we learned in the previous weeks, and then we'll begin a new Pasuk. The Medrash Chachamim says, Mishu chaysa b'tzel ha'ilan, b'tzel ha'kaysel, ina chasoyer la'olam. Somebody who is seeking cover, seeking protection, seeking shade, in the shade of a tree, or the shade of a wall. So, that type of seeking shade won't help you forever. Because as the sun moves in the heavens, so the shade is going to move as well. So to a human being whose life passes like the shade, like this kind of shade. So if you trust in a human being, the trust is not going to be something which will be long-lived. However, I trusted in you, says King David. I will not be embarrassed forever. But with your righteousness, redeem me. Perush, even though I don't deserve it. says something amazing, which I've heard from my Rosh Hashiva. We're going to see more in the note more about this, but Hashem, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve to have a salvation that will last forever. I'm not good enough. I wish I was, but I'm not. So Hashem, just the fact that I trusted in you, let that be enough to protect me forever. What's the idea behind this? So he brings here in the note. Shmuel David Walken says the following idea in his Sefer. He quoted the name of the Chavetz Chaim, in explaining the advantage or the great level of somebody who has Bitochen. This past week's, uh, this week's Parsha, sorry. In regards to Lot, it says, he says, Lo brought in these guests. We thought they were guests, but actually they were angels. And the people of Sodom, so they were against sharing with anybody their wealth. If you don't have it, you're not getting it. I'm not sharing mine with you. In fact, it was illegal there. If there were any guests brought into the place, they would, they would sodomize them. But Lo said, look, I brought them into my place. I brought them into my house. I brought them into the shade of my walls, the walls of my house. So he begged them, don't do anything to them. Says the Pasuk, don't do anything to these people. Why? Because I I brought them into my home. So what? says that we see from here that when it comes to the way that a human being thinks, the way that a human being interacts with others, behaves with others, the normal human character is that that if someone comes into a person's home, so there's a certain, we could call it, social contract. If you come into my house, 
I'm going to protect you. I'm taking care of you. That's the definition of what it means to come into my house. So the person who is the owner of this house makes every effort to ensure the safety of all of those who come into his house. For all of those who depend on him. It's making me think of, you know, you get on a plane or you get on a ship. So the so the captain of the ship feels a certain sense of achrais, a certain sense of responsibility for all of those on his ship. He's the he's the balabait. He's the one in charge. Even someone who was like a lot, who wasn't the greatest, most righteous individual, at his core, he was very distant from the character trait of kindness. He learned something from Avraham Avinu, that's, that's clear, he certainly did. But he went to live in Sidon. There's a reason he went there, right? Nevertheless, such a person, who is not a paragon of kindness, but if you come into his house, he says, I'm going to protect you and take care of you. He went so far as to say to them, look, you can even have my daughters. He was willing to give up his daughters in order to protect his guests. Yeah, obviously, it's a very you know, extreme kind of situation, extreme kind of discussion. But nevertheless, that's what he said. And he's going to take care of them, and he's going to help them, because they trusted in him. Right? So Lot, not the biggest tzaddik, not the most righteous individual, not the paragon of kindness. Nevertheless, he takes care of the people who come, and there's the uh, social contract. In Kema, or Chavetz Chaim, if so, says the Chavetz Chaim, the Elik Chavetz Chaim, Kol Shegeim Certainly, somebody who trusts in Hashem, the the owner of the heavens and the earth, certainly will not be embarrassed forever and ever. That's what he says. And I want to add that who is the Balabais here in Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel? Who is the owner of the house? Who do we have an implicit or maybe explicit guarantee? Right? If we're outside of the land of Israel, I don't know that we have a guarantee at the same level as when we're in the land of Israel, we have a guarantee, HaKadosh Baruch as long as we're doing His will, right? The Pasuk tells us if we don't do His will, so then the land will spit us out. But as long as we are doing Hashem's will, as long as we're trying our best to fulfill God's will, if we're in the land of Israel, we have a promise that God will take care of us. That God, who's the Baal Abayz, Eretz HaSher, Hashem it's a land that God's eyes are looking upon from the beginning of the year till the end of the year, every moment of the year, every day, every second. This land has a special Ashkach this is a special promise. He's the Balabais. God is the guarantor of our safety. It's not anybody else. Let's make no mistakes. Only the, the human being can only guarantee to a certain extent. But only HaKadosh Baruch Hu can guarantee absolutely. That's what we see here. Let's move on now to the next Pasuk, which we are going to discuss here in the Pesukim that were collated by Reb Zunul Misalant, incredible Baal Bitochen of yesteryear. 
Pasuk says in Tehillim, chapter 31, verse 7, I despise, says King David, I despise those who are shayrim havleshav. Literally, it means those who keep or those who turn to foolish, empty things. Meaning, as we'll see, they turn when they want to to have success. When they want to feel batuach. They want to feel that they that they're safe. To whom do they turn? They turn to foolish things. I look at those other people. I despise those who turn away from Hashem and turn to other th- guarantees of their success or or safety. But I, says David Amelech, King David says, I trust in Hashem exclusively. Says the Medrash Rabba. An interesting thing. In the future, the Garden of Eden, the place of divine providence, or I would say better, divine reward for those who have done good in this world. That location, the place itself is going to call out and it's going to say, Give me righteous individuals. I'm not interested in wicked individuals. So in this Medrash, who is speaking? Who is speaking when saying, I hate those, I despise those who are they keep, I would say, keep ways, excuse me, they keep ways of negativity or emptiness. Those are the wicked. I'm not interested in them, says Ganeiden. Who does the Garden of Eden want to let into its confines, into its environs? Those who trust in Hashem. Right, that's the end of the passage. I, Ganeiden, am only interested in those who trusted in Hashem. And on the flip side, Gehenim, the place of embarrassment, the place of fire, the place of cleansing of the soul from its dross and tumma, its impurity, Gehenim is going to call out and say, I'm not interested in any righteous individuals entering into my environs. Who do I want to come in here? I want the wicked to come in here. Those who lived lives of emptiness. Those who lived lives, I would say, even more, more than emptiness, lives of falsehood. Hashem says, Give Ganeiden, give the Garden of Eden that which she requested, which was the righteous individuals, those who trusted in Hashem. Give Gehenim, give the fiery place that which she requests, which is the wicked, who didn't trust in Hashem, who placed their trust on false hopes. Okay, so it's important to understand when we have Bitachan, we are choosing eternal life. We're choosing eternity. We're choosing with the Garden of Eden. Ibn Ezra. What does it look like? What are the Shemim Ablishov? What do these people look like? What do they depend upon? So the Ibn Ezra says, 
there are those who, and there's really such a thing today even, it's called magic. Magic. There are those who depend upon magical or, or demons or uh, dark forces. Interesting. King David says, look, there are those who they figure out, when am I going to go out to war? Which day is the right day to go out to war, to start a war, to fight against my enemies? And they use magical means where they look up at the stars or they have other kinds of means of figuring out what's the right day, what's the, what's the Yom HaMesugal, the day which is they're going to succeed. King David says, I don't look. I don't look at anything else. I don't look at anyone else. I don't look at any other means. I don't, I don't think about, I don't even perhaps take advice from the experts in the field. I have one focus. I have one way of knowing when it's the right time to go. When I, when I trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when I trust in Hashem completely, that's when I can go. When I sense inside myself that courage, that complete faith, Says the Radakani, the Borchim in the Shaw, Lisha Altil Menachem Altil Tuli. Helashem, the Tachti Levada, a similar idea. He says, King David is saying, I didn't trust in, in those, uh, in those sorcerers and those who are able to predict the future. I only trust in Hashem. And I'll, and I'll say, there are people who intuitively have a deep intuition. And they might be able to understand what's going to happen or intuit what's going to happen. Or maybe they have a certain level of Ruach HaKadosh, or I don't know if it's a Ruach HaKadosh or Ruach HaToma, if it's coming from the good side, from the negative side. But David Amal says, I'm not interested in anything else, only one thing, trusting in Hashem. The Mayor Tehillah says, kiruchi, I will place my soul in your hands. So Nesi Hashem Shov. He brings his Pasuk, even though the nations of the world would determine and try to figure out what's the right time to go out, when am I going to come back, what's it going to look like, all kinds of prognostications, I won't do that. I hate, I despise those people who are trying to figure out exactly when things are going to be auspicious, when I'm going to be able to return. King David says in the Psukim that follow this one, my times are in your hands. I don't know when things are going to be. I don't know, I don't know by looking up at the stars. I'm not, I'm not interested in any prognostications. I just trust in you. Why? Because you know all the troubles. You know what's going on. You know how difficult or how easy it will be for me to overcome my enemies. You know how much challenges and how, and how I'm surrounded. But I'm not afraid, says King David, because I trust in you. I know that you can save me. You can help me. And this is very deep. This is what a Mashiach bin David war looks like, right? When when we get to the stage, hopefully soon, the coming time in front of us, who knows exactly when, but 
I'm going to get to the time of Mashiach bin David, it won't look like a war like we're used to. It won't look like this kind of war that we're experiencing now. It will look like an absolutely different war. A war where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing the war for us. Think of the war of Yericho. When, when they came into Jericho, they walked around the city seven times. The walls, the walls fell down. They were able to defeat their enemies. That's, that's a, a spiritual war. That's a war that's fought by Hashem. King David says, I'm not interested in all of the other ways of waging war. Only one way. You are, you are Kaddish Baruch Hu. You are Kaddish Baruch Hu. The Reish Aleph bin Ramuch says as follows, We can say that the word Hashayrim, which, which means to guard or keep, can also mean to wait. Why, what does it mean to, why does the word Shemir, which means to guard, also mean to wait? Because a person who's a guard, he has to constantly be looking at the, the, the location that he's guarding, he has to constantly be involved with and watching out, making sure that nothing happens to the thing that he's guarding, so there's a, a waiting, there's a, a fo- a, like a, a focus, a, a person is, uh, you know, there's a certain suspense We find by Yosef HaTzadik, he had his dreams, told the dreams to his brothers, the father, their father, Yaakov of Inu Jacob, it says he was Shomer HaTzadavar, which could mean to keep, he was guarding over the matter, but before Shem explained to me is that he was waiting. He was waiting for when it would happen. So how does that apply to this verse? King David is saying, I despise those who look at the stars and try to figure out what's going to happen in the future. These types of people, they are looking at something which is empty, something which is which is nullified. There is such a thing as looking at the stars. There is such a thing as having a prognostication of the future, having a sense of what's going to happen in the future. There is such a thing. But King David says, I'm not interested in that. You know why? Because God rises above all of these things. Kaddish who at any moment can decide that these have no power. The, the, the way things were supposed to be, as it were, the way that things, if you would read the stars, you could see what's going to happen, but Hashem is above the stars. And we also know that Jewish people are above the stars when we do Hashem's will, when we are connected to God, so we also rise above. That which they seem to imply will occur, it won't happen. King David says, I turn my eyes to God. Because God is the, the root. He is the engine running and deciding everything that happens. There's nothing that is driving him. You want to know where you should look? 
You want to know who has the ultimate power. You want to know who is the one that brings about every single reality, every single every single occurrence in reality. It's only Hashem. David says, why should I look anywhere else? Why should I look at the stars? I could figure out the future maybe. But why should I even look there? Hashem is above that. The stars don't tell the whole picture. They don't tell the whole story. Because the Kodesh Baruch Hu can decide in a moment that whatever the, it says in the stars, it will be different. The Yavid says, Derech b'nei Adam b'tzar lahem l'nasais kol advor m'shubahem yuchlu l'erafeh. When people are in, in trouble, when people are in pain, it's normal, it's natural to try to do everything that I can to get better, to get out of the situation, the negative situation I find myself in. Right? King Saul, he went to find out information what's going to happen in the future. He was... He was pressed against the wall. It's not so He apologizes that he's doing something wrong and he's trying to find out from a machashef from a witch. I believe that's what the context is. Because he, he's, he's stuck. He's in trouble. He's in pain. And so we don't hold it against him. Shaul was still considered righteous even though he did do a sin of going to a machashef or going to a witch. David came, but King David was different. Even when he was in trouble, even when the situation was difficult, not just difficult, but it seemed lost, all seemed lost. He only trusted in Hashem, did not turn to any other means for salvation. That's what he's saying over here. I hate, I despise the magicians, the witches, those who engage in in astrology. I hate that. Not only don't I go there, even though it could help me, perhaps if I'm stuck, like it happened to King Saul. I hated it. I only go to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I only turn to Hashem. Thank you so much for listening. See you again next time.